This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Every time they win, you owe me a Woo Pig Suey. Woo Pig Suey. Woo Pig Suey. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We the North are now we the champions. The Raptors, the 2019 NBA champs. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. They want the wheel round. Jace Kinnaman down the near sideline. Can he track it down? Yes! Jace Kinnaman is a 10, 5, touchdown Bullpup! Everything happening in the sports world. Here comes McCready. Oh, he just sucked the gravity right out of the building. What a play by T-Man. And even some things not happening in the sports world. So are you not a fan of, of your athletes on your teams going on The Bachelor or Bachelorette? I don't care. I don't watch it. I don't care. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson and maybe the best golfer in the entire city of McPherson after his round yesterday, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Steve was rolling it yesterday. I wasn't rolling it on the green. Well, that's true. You were not putting well. (laughs) Had a lot of chances. Steve's been complaining all summer long. Oh, it's just not like it used to be in the good old days when I'd go out there and I would just own Turkey Creek Golf Course. But today, or yesterday, he had a 72. It's a big day for you, Steve. Was that your best round of the summer? No. <laughs> Come on. I've had I've had a 70 this summer. Well, you were pretty good yesterday. You were pretty good all weekend. 36 putts and shoot 72. Ask Big B if that's good. <laughs> you were good, Steve. Just, just, just I, take I, the compliment. I, I did. I mean, just I, take it. You played well. I, I putted for sixteen birdies and eighteen holes. I don't do that very often. So. I was proud of you. Well, you, you needed that. You didn't get overheated. It was a good weekend no, for you. I did not get over. We played early enough that uh, got in before the heat really got bad. Well, Steve, we have a busy week coming up. Even though it is by many people considered to be the least busy week of the entire summer, of the entire sports year, because you pretty much only have Major League Baseball going. The NBA Summer League is done. There's not really any NFL news that comes out of this week. No NHL news. I know you're a big hockey fan. College football just kind of has media days going on, and that's all the same stuff with Nick Saban getting mad. Well, I did see something today. Paul Feinbaum. That's true. They asked him about less. uh, Colin Coward... I think it was, asked him about Les Miles. Paul, uh, Paul Feinbaum, who is pretty much an authority. He is. I mean, he's to, you know, he's the SEC college football, what Pistol is to sports around here, an authority. And Paul Feinbaum says Les Miles will crash and burn. Ooh. He will fail miserably. Do you believe that? I think KU fans expecting anything more than three wins this year are really – delusional i think three wins would be a great season this year i don't see him but i see him being more competitive but you got to give him a couple years to get his recruiting classes in they've had a really nice start to their recruiting for next year i think they've already signed 19 or 20 guys and uh but i to think he's going to just totally crash and burn you got to remember the bar is so low 
at KU. And like Paul Feinbaum said, Paul Feinbaum says, I don't think any coach could win at KU. Man. Nick Saban probably couldn't. He didn't say Nick Saban couldn't win, but he's he's inferring that Nick Saban probably couldn't even turn around that train wreck. Well, Steve, we have a lot coming up this week. Tomorrow on the show, we are going to have McPherson 9 football coach Jace Pavlovich. We won't have a show Thursday. Friday, maybe we can have a rodeo theme show because Mark and I will be over in Canton Ooh. at the county fair broadcasting live before the show. But I wanted to talk about a little bit you have it posted at midkansasonline.com, and to many, it might not be that important of a story, but it was a very exciting and eventful weekend for the McPherson I football team, and as you noted in your sell on sports, it's coming. Football's almost here. We are about a month away from actual practices beginning, Right. and this next month is going to feel like a whole year, because... We are ready for this for team because thing, they remember, are going to be a lot of fun. And remember, the season doesn't start till September 6th. That's right. It is late. Yeah, so there's no games in August. So we've got about two weeks left. What, two weeks left in July, then the whole month of August, and then, you know. Then it's go time. It's go time. And I think that there are some people that are maybe just casual bullpup football fans that could be sitting around and saying, well, you lose the best quarterback, running back, wide receiver trio that you've ever had in school history, how are you going to continue to be as good? And what I think people maybe are going to start realizing after this week, when this team has gone on to several camps already this summer, but they played in a seven-on-seven tournament up in Kansas City at Blue Valley High School and only had two losses, one of those to Blue Valley North, who has played in the state championship game in 6A the last two years. Two losses. Two losses to Blue Valley right. North. Right. And then losing to Ray Moore Peculiar, who's in the biggest classification in Missouri. But they have beat some really good teams this summer. And even though they lost a lot, I think this team is going to have a really fun fall. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people are anticipating a little bit of a fall off. Um, I think But I don't think there are any people within that program that are anticipating a fall off. No, no. I, I know offensively, I mean, you just it's hard to replace a quarterback that throws, what, 36 touchdowns and three interceptions, a running back who broke the school record even though he only played in almost every game. He only played about a half. Uh, a receiver played in the Shrine Bowl who uh, is, gonna, I think, going to try to walk on at K-State. Um, it's just hard to imagine that we can't, you know, that we can replace those kind of guys. But I think you'll be surprised at the level of the guys that were backing them up and how much better they've gotten. I'm real excited. Coach Pav has just raved all summer about Jacob File. Uh, Jacob File, who his quote that he used in your story, and this is yeah, is a big quote. Yeah, and that is him saying, "No one can cover or tackle Jacob File. That kid is unlike anything I have ever seen before." And some of you might be thinking, "Okay, that's just coach speak." In every competitive event that I have seen him in this year, where he's had the ball in his hands. I don't know if I've seen him be tackled. And and the thing about Jacob File is he's about five foot six. He stays underneath those linemen. Nobody can what, see him. What is he? One forty. He's 1- also the strongest pound for pound for pound athlete in the state of Kansas. Right. He was state powerlifting champion. Uh, you know, he touched the ball what about eight times last year. Scored almost every time he touched it. So you know, he didn't really carry the ball that much last year because he basically played defense. But they're counting on him. Uh, Coach Pav said something about, uh, you know, got a sophomore, Sky Schreiner, 
uh, Neil Raymond back, had a good JV year. And then the X factor to me, Matt Ramey from Inman, over, I think he was over 1,000 for the Teutons. He had like a, what, 300-and-some-yard game last year? It was year. like a six-touchdown game. Six-touchdown game for the Teutons. And he's he's about 6'2", 6'3", 190 pounds. He's going to probably start on defense as an end. But as a running back, I think he'll get some touches too. That's And that's the other thing. We are just flush with skill people. Yeah. Lots of different. And that's where they can show it off is in these seven-on-seven tournaments. Right. And they picked up wins over Shawnee Heights, two wins over Shawnee Heights. They also had a win over Blue Valley High School, who, going back over the last two decades, has been one of the top programs in the Eastern Kansas League in classes 5A and 6A. They've kind of fluttered back and forth. They also picked up a win over Olathe South. 6A you, you, school. You hate to see that. Oh, I know you do. What a, what a bummer. But these are programs that they're beating. Olathe South has won a state championship in the last 10 years. Blue Valley has won several. You, they go toe-to-toe with Blue Valley North, who has been in the final the last two years. And this is a 4A school with guys that really are pretty green coming back offensively at the skill positions. And they have some really good players, but a lot of them are young. And there is a lot of excitement in this program right now because I think people know that this team has a chance to be very successful. And something we haven't talked about, and and it seems like every year it comes up is the offensive line. Remember right. last year we were, oh my God, what are we going to do about the offensive line? We have one start, DVG, only starter back. What are we going to do? Well, it was a pretty good offensive line. This year you have two solid returning linemen. Uh, Jonah Scott, who I think is going to be an all-state tackle before his career's over, just a junior. He's turned into a monster. Courtney Craig, very reliable at center. He's like a coach on the field. You know, he'll make all the line calls. And then you got some big, young, you know, underclassmen that uh, got a chance to be pretty good. And uh, I think that offensive line, you get them past that first game, you know, because that first game, you, you can't really tell anything by the first game. Remember last year, Salina South? We scored one touchdown the first half. Right. Scored 21 points in the game. I think the rest of the year we scored like 21 points in the first quarter almost every game. So uh, it's an offensive line that's young, but there's a lot of strength there. You know what you haven't mentioned yet, Steve? Who? The defense that pretty much returns everybody. Right. Including the big man, Cody Stuffelbean. Right. Including linebackers, Mason Thrash. Keaton Stockham, you throw in Labber- Bryson Labertu. Yeah. You throw in Caleb Hoppus at the safety position. Jacob Bile and Caleb Hoppus could be all state defensive backs. I mean, this, I mean, they're is, gonna this miss, is a team that brings back they're gonna a miss, lot defensively. They're going to really miss Khalil Lisbon, MVP, defensive MVP of the AVCTL. They're really going to miss Austin Whitker, but we're going to watch him play for Matt College this year. And, you know, Chandler Wired in the secondary. But they had a lot of young guys, you know, that started on defense last year. And we are going to have Coach Pav in studio with us tomorrow, and we're going to talk about this team a lot. But this is another group that I think this coaching staff and really everybody around the program feels like is going to have a chance. And I can remember Coach Pav talking about this freshman bunch that is going to be sophomores this year, the freshmen from last year, and saying, you know what, sometimes this group, they can be frustrating, and they make you scratch your head and throw your clipboard on the ground. But then they have these unbelievable moments where they have so many great athletes that are maybe going to be several All-State players in this group that they have. They had some of their freshman moments last year, but it feels like that group has turned the corner 
and there are a lot of players that are going to be listed in the two deep and in the starting lineup and with sophomore couple, next and to their name. there's a couple of really nice-looking freshmen. Now, they won't play varsity, but, boy, there's a couple freshmen that you can tell are going to be players down the road. There is a very good feeling and a lot of optimism that with this football program, they have not just one or two more good years left. They have several good yeah. years coming up. Yeah. And it's going to be a lot of fun to watch this team this year. You know, we can't start looking 10 years down the road. Hey, there's people that do, though. I I have people, hey, did you see that third grade class this summer? Oh, they, they, the they were killing League? it. Yeah, that, that third grade class. I think they're, you know. Yeah, little, little Johnny, he hit 450 this year. Their running backs are like 75 and 95 pounds or something like that. <laughs> but, hey, they project. They project out. So, But it's always kind of fun to just kind of look at that. You, I mean, a good example is look at this 12U baseball team. Boy, were they really good this summer. It's going to be interesting to watch that bunch because I'll tell you, there is some really terrific young baseball players in that class. I know Coach Gerstner is very excited about all the young baseball players right. that are making their way up. Very good freshman class coming and in. There's some good younger teams. You can read about the 12Us. I had a couple stories this weekend up about them. That's right. You can and read six, all about that. And the 16Us. Look at you, Steve. You, you were working hard this weekend. I really was. So we'll talk some more bullpup football tomorrow, and I know Coach Pav will be excited to be in here, and he loves any chance he gets to talk about his guys. Steve, you and I were able to go out this morning, watch McPherson and I soccer team. They were able to practice. We missed the girls' practice from 8 to 10 with their camp, but the boys are getting things going, and talk about a couple other teams that are going to have a big fall and a big spring, Coach Adrian's bunch. Well, Coach Adrian told us that this could be the most talented team he's had. Think of the teams that he has coached. Since he's been here, he's had what three or four teams make the final four since he's been here, and he says this could be his best team. He's got a group of seniors, and really, when you look at it, if if they're going to win their third state championship in program history, it's got to be this year because this bunch this year has got everything. I mean, they've got scores, they got defenders, uh, they've got great chemistry. They have a goalie. They got a goalie. A three-year starting goalie. Yeah. That helps. Yeah. So, I mean, if this is the year. If they're going to win another state championship, it's got to be this year because they don't do it this year. You know, they, they're going to fall off. This, this senior class does so much for this team that there's going to be a fall off after this year. Steve, there is a phrase that you have used at pretty much the end of every year for the last decade. I think I, I, I think that you have a little bit of a Chinese in your background. You know, the year of the blank, the year of the blank. Yeah. When yours has always been the year of the bullpup every year, over and over and well, over yeah, again. And, and, and I know, think this one really might. Every be. year we, you know, we think it's going to fall off. It doesn't. You look at this fall, Coach Doyle. She could have a what a powerhouse she's going to have. I mean, Ryan Swanson's already committed to KU. That's right. You've got you know you've got Cassie Cooks. You got Andrea Sweat. You got. Uh, Brett Doyle, I mean, you got a lot the of volley pups, and I'm I'm sure I, you know, that, that was just off the top of my head, but they've got tons of players. How about Taylor Casebeer? Taylor Casebeer, exactly. I mean, you know, I've got dementia, so I can't remember everybody's <laughs> name, but but uh, the volleyball team's going to be good. Soccer team's going to be good. Football's going to be really good. Uh, cross country's going to be rebuilding, and who am I leaving out? I'm leaving somebody out. Girls tennis. Girls tennis. And they will be good. They've got some state returnees back. So really looking forward to that. Of course, I'll have my fall magazine. They'll preview all those That's teams. That's right. I forgot about yeah, that, Yeah, the Steve. fall magazine. So we're working feverishly on it. 
Have you got your column written yet? I'll work on it this afternoon. I don't have my column. What do you, what do you think I could write about in my column? Well, I, I mean, I can't do what you do. Well, I'm sure you'll come up with something. You can talk about our intense broadcast schedule that we're going to have. Oh, man. We are carrying a ton of sporting events on 96.7 this fall. It's going to be a lot of fun. Lots of fun. We're a month away. Well, really like two months away, six weeks away. Yeah. But we're feeling good. But we're already starting. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, it was the weekend of Bubba at Kauffman Stadium as people were flocking to the gates in order to watch Bubba Starling and the Royals take on the Tigers. We'll recap that weekend next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. Steve is twisting and shouting. Did you see that Ringo jumped up? Ringo Starr jumped up on stage with Paul McCartney this weekend. No. Oh, I like to see that. Big Beatles. You should have been there. I should have been. One of my really good friends. He is a huge Paul McCartney fan, and he always talks about whenever Paul McCartney was in Kansas City and opened up the show at the Sprint Center by singing. Twist and shout. No. Kansas City. Kansas City. I love that song. It's a good one. Steve. Bubba, your, your your impressions of Bubba Starling in his first weekend? Uh, more hype than substance, but it was. I felt like just his presence brought a sense of energy. Didn't it feel like it was four years ago? Yeah, it did because they had a great crowd on Friday. Uh, then he got his first RBI on Saturday. Then of course they just absolutely tanked on Sunday after they learned. <laughs> uh, and that's you know that's kind of tough. Homer Bailey was supposed to start for the Royals. On Sunday, and they announced about half an hour before the game that he'd been traded, so he couldn't pitch because he was no longer a member of the they Royals. They should have called you up. By the way, Homer Bailey, the leading winner on the Royals, was about three. <laughs> was seven. He actually was seven and six. He's going to the. They traded him to the Oakland A's for a minor leaguer and a minor league infielder. Infielders they've got plenty of, which so that deal didn't wholly make a whole lot of sense to me. But you just felt like Bubba brought. You know, just a little enthusiasm. To Not it. only enthusiasm, but he brought people to the ballpark. Right. They had a walk-up of, what, four, almost 5,000 walk-up. The, there were a ton on Friday night. I'm going to pull up the box score here and, and like see 27, the They had 27,000 on Friday. They had 25 on Friday, and I think Saturday was the big night. Okay. I think that's where they got up to 27. Yeah, 27,551. Which, for a team that is as bad as the Royals, 52, is a great weekend. That's 52,000 in two games, and... They'd been probably averaging about thir- twelve, <laughs> yeah, thirty-five thousand for two games. So, uh, Bubba, you know, he, he showed a lot of patience. I watched some of his at bats. He was really being very patient. But uh, you know, he's not a home run hitter. He's never no. been a home run hitter. He's a line drive type of hitter. Good athlete, but uh, you know, we'll see how he fares. I, I don't expect him to have a lot of success. You know, but what what is your expectation for him the back half of this season? I'd like to see him hit. What I'd like to see is him hit about 270. I don't think okay. he's going to do it. 
I think he's going to be in the 240s. What are and, your parameters on the keep or don't keep line? Well, I think it's pretty – I mean, he's got to drive some runs in. If he did, if he's like Nicky Lopez, who's been up since, what, May 1st? Nicky Lopez has been up three months, and he's got nine RBIs. Ooh. Yeah, and, you know, he came up as a guy – they say, oh, he almost never strikes out. He strikes out a lot in the majors. So, there's a big difference between minor league pitching and major league pitching. But, you know, he's got to show something. I mean, he's got he's got to well, – What is it that he needs to show? He's got to, he's got to show that he can drive runs in. I mean – they need they need some run production. What about just get on base? Yeah, that too. Get, have a good on base percentage. Get some walks, and I think what he can't do is say he gets three hundred at bats, probably somewhere in there. If he strikes out a hundred times, ooh, that's not good. If he strikes out one out of every three, that tells me he's probably not going to make it. So where is your cut line? We'll, we'll phrase it that way. What what kind of numbers would be? See you later, Bubba. Numbers. See you later. So he's going to get what two, almost three months. Yeah, I would say two sixty with about six home runs, thirty RBIs. That's a see you later. No, that's 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 that's, cut, that's the cut line. Keep keep him at less about that. less than that. Hasta la vista, baby. Yeah, I, I'm with you right at about that line. Yeah, I think my bar would be a little lower. But yeah. I'm, but I'm, I'm close to that. But he, he, for people expecting him to come up and hit about 15 home runs, he ain't gonna do that. That's not the kind of player he is. Did you enjoy watching the Royals though this weekend? I uh, did. I thought they, <laughs> you know, the game. Interesting. On, yeah. yeah I, I watched the replay of the Friday and Saturday games, and Sunday was just a mess. Though they looked like they were. Con- yeah, it wasn't great. They were content with they'd won the series, and Brian Flynn just went out and laid an egg. That was a. Big opportunity for him to show the Royals that, hey, you know, he was drafted as a starter. And, man, he just went out. And the thing about Brian Flynn, when you watch him pitch, he almost never, when his pitches are out of the strike zone, they're in the dirt. He doesn't get the ball. He throws it about 60 feet, two inches, it seems like. Yeah, he bounces a lot of balls. Or those 55-foot breaking balls. Oh, he throws a ton of those. And he, he throws a sinker. Anyway, and that heavy sinker, just the bottom drops out of it, and it just doesn't get the home plate. And I think the book is out that he doesn't throw a lot of strikes, so you can just kind of lay off. Don't swing. Don't swing. Get up there, Buttermaker, and, yeah. and just wear one. Yeah, Lupus. Come on, lupus. Tim, Timmy Lupus. <laughs> yeah, Timmy Lupus. Coming up this week for the Royals, they will be at home for four more games against the Chicago White Sox. Well, they'll lose tonight because Giolito's pitching for the White Sox, and he has just been a Royals killer, but the rest of the week, you know, they got a legit chance. 7-15 tonight, 7-15 on Tuesday, 7-15 on Wednesday, and then a day game on Ooh. Thursday. The Royals always used to play at 1 o'clock or 108 or 110 or 115, whatever their time was, it was always at 1, and now they have moved those day games up to noon, Yeah, which throws things off because they take the air at 11.30 on the Royals radio network. Right here. On 96.7 FM, KBBE. And the thing is, though, man, do you want to be playing a day game on Thursday when it's supposed to be about 165 degrees outside? <laughs> it is like going to be frying egg on the sidewalk type of heat on Thursday. All right, Steve, let's take our final break. We'll recap a weekend of Pipeliner Baseball and what is coming up with their fate, including a little change in the schedule for the rest of this week. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. 
According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Not Steve sure Sell was is. not a big fan of Michael Jackson. Is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, I like Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, bad. Oh, okay. You know the words to that song? No. Because I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm bad. I'm bad, I'm Talking bad. Talking about my golf game, I'm bad, I'm bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Steve, we have been waiting for this for quite some time as the Pipeliners have finished up this season, and we have been waiting to see if they would make the postseason. Well, they will finish it up tonight, but... They have made the postseason tournament. They had a great weekend. They were able to win their first game on Saturday night. Then they played a 12-hour game in the second one on Saturday night. Literally. But ended up losing an extra innings of their doubleheader. But they have qualified for the postseason tournament, and I think that team is very excited that they are going to be able to play some more baseball next weekend. Well, I'm happy for Coach Chad Pinson and Coach Chris Dawson. Um, well, Ch- Chad's the owner. And, and he can Chris be a coach, a, too. Yeah, he can be a coach. But, you know, they, they put a lot of time and effort into, you know, making the Pipeliners a, a viable product. And I think what really helped this team uh, was they picked up some guys during the season. Yeah. And if not for the, some of those guys, I don't think they probably make it. Uh, now, Fukuda's really helped with the pitching. Uh, Kevin Fleischer and Tyson Cheatham, really good hitters. There was one other guy they picked up whose name escapes me now. I can't think. Andrew Black. Yeah, has helped with the bullpen. Uh, you look at the stats in the in the league; they are the second highest scoring team in the league. They also give up the second most runs in the league, but they play exciting games. They're kind of like the Chiefs. And really, that game Saturday night, that first game was as fun a game as we have seen all year. Jared Uita made just an amazing, amazing catch. As good, I mean, it was major league. It was ESPN worthy. He was parallel to the ground. He misses that ball. They lose that game. No telling what happens in game two after that because they knew they had clinched it. You know, once they won right. game one, they had clinched. They, you know, they played well in the second game, then kind of handed it over. But uh, um, they play tonight down in Goddard. They were supposed to play at home on Wednesday. They are not playing that game now. They've got their home run derby at seven o'clock on Thursday. So, if, you know, any fans that want to go out there, go out and watch them. Uh, you know, the home run derby. I think they got a barbecue going on. You know, a lot of fun stuff. I'm sure you'll be excited about the barbecue Yeah, food. I can't eat barbecue. But anyway, a lot of fun stuff for them. Then the playoffs start on Saturday. Is, 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 as much as I can tell, my guess is they'll probably play Liberal. Liberal, Dodge City, McPherson, and uh, who's the other team? There's one other team. There, There's four teams that made the – Hayes? Hayes won the league in the West. So that Liberal, Dodge – uh, the pipeline. Clearwater. Uh, Wellington. Wellington. That's Wellington. Right. Those four teams will play a little uh, double elimination tournament, and the winner goes on to the national tournament. So McPherson most likely will play Liberal because I think what they do is the one, one in the Jayhawk plays the one or the two in the South Central, and then the two in the uh, Jayhawk plays the one from the South Central. I'm sure I've clear got as mud. Clear as mud. So. More than likely, I'm guessing McPherson will play liberal in the first round. Steve, do you know what today is? Monday. It is. Have you seen the phrase pop up today, Prime Day? 
No. Do you know what Prime Day is? I have no idea. First question, do you know what Amazon is? Not yes. like not like a safari is, rainforest. Is this where they have their big deals of the year on Amazon? Yes. It's Prime Day. Okay. So if you are an Amazon Prime member, I, I don't. which I am. Oh, I'm sure you're filling it up then. Then you have a chance to buy some things that are, are very, very cheap. It's a it's a great day. Well, I don't. Do you have any interest in, in, in checking it out and, and wanting to buy something? No. Are you familiar with what Alexa is? Yeah. Tell me what it is. Alexa is the person that on some phone you ask her a question, she gives you the answer. I don't have Alexa. I don't have Siri. Siri's the one on the phone. Okay. Alexa is the Amazon version of this, okay. which you would set up in your home, and you can do all sorts of stuff with Alexa. She'll what talk is Maxine? to you. Who's Maxine? There, there is no Maxine. Oh, I thought there was a Maxine. No, Alexa, you can say, hey, what's the weather outside? And, yeah. And, and she says, it is 112 degrees in McPherson. That's or you right. can even program her to control like your light switches. You could say, like, Alexa, turn on the light. And you can have a light over on the other side of the room, yeah, and it'll turn on. You know, that's, you can play music through Alexa. That is, that is way over my head, Steve. You could sit in your chair. Would she sing to me? And without moving, you say, "Alexa, play Twist and Shout" by the Beatles, and she'll say, "Playing Twist and Shout" by the Beatles. Okay. Now shake it up, baby. Right, now, right, well, I think you would like that. It's all it's all way over my head. I think you would really enjoy it. You could say, "Alexa, set a reminder to take the cookies out of the oven." I don't have cookies in my oven. <laughs> Anything else that you'd want to buy? I don't think so. What about, let's see. I could buy some golf balls cheap, I would. Virtual reality headset. You can buy one of those for cheap. Don't use it. I think you would like it. No. Eventually, Steve, what's going to happen is you're going to buy a virtual reality headset. And instead of watching the newest NBA game, instead of watching the Lakers and the Clippers... You'll put on this headset, and it will look like you were sitting on the bench next to LeBron. You're, you're talking to a guy that doesn't even have a credit card, so it's going to make things tough for you to had, buy that on Prime. And I barely day. had a cell phone, so you know, I live in the old. I'm in the Stone Age, but I'm happy in the Stone Age. I'll get you all this stuff. I don't don't worry. Leave it up to me. Oh, okay. All right. So tomorrow on the show, Steve, we're very excited. Coach McPherson and I football coach Chase Pavlovich. We're going to talk about a busy weekend that they had at seven on seven and then the next month that they have to wait before they get the season going. Chomping at the bit. We'll do all that tomorrow, wrapping up today's show. For Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Well, I